I love that. Awesome. I love that. We're doing a second episode. We're doing a second episode. It's Unbelievable. I can't believe I'm it, you so know, because I was under the impression we were doing just one episode and then we were never doing a podcast <laughs> ever again. No, we have to do it all over oh, again. I can't believe I thought I was just one and done. <laughs> no and I wouldn't one have done. to come no. back. It's going to be no, a regular no thing. Regular thing. So, everyone, welcome back uh, to the second episode of The Stir here in Livingston County, Michigan. Featuring myself, your host, Casey Helton, and my co-hosts, Jay Sarlage and Elena Keaton, where we are here to bring you all the local tea on issues that are affecting your community right here in Livingston County, plus keen observations, analysis, and as always, good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Because <laughs> we're all about that too. So today on the stir, we don't have a guest today. We have we're going to be breaking down a pretty big conversation um, yeah. about an issue that has been affecting a few local school districts here here in the county, specifically Fowlerville and Heartland. Yeah. Ella graduated from Heartland High School, so she's connected there. Yes. And Jace is a bus driver in Fowlerville, so there's a connection there. And I'm just kind of here to help facilitate this conversation and keep it rolling. But we want to talk about... Um, about these content-neutral display policies that were recently adopted back a few, uh, over the summer. And those policies banned pride flags in both those school districts, um, among other things. And we want to talk about that, and we want to talk about what happened after that. So, but first, we're just going to do a little bit of a introduction of sorts, you know? Yeah. How so everybody's week went? Like, yeah, so what's new? Me. What's how, going on? How did your guys' week go? What'd you do, Ella? Here we go, Ella? Well, I guess I can talk about what I did. So uh, yesterday, I was, last night, I was actually um, uh, reverse engineering the music routines from a Nintendo game. Which oh, Nintendo wow. game? It's it's a game that was only, or at least the Nintendo version of this game was only released in Europe. Oh. It's called Elite. Elite. Is it, it is the only Nintendo game that features actual three D graphics. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Do you have to, like, what is that? Like, do you have to put glass, like, special no, glass? No, 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 no. What I mean, like, 3D rendering, you know, every game has that nowadays, but, like, a Nintendo wasn't powerful enough. And here's the thing. The Nintendo is not powerful enough to run this game, right. but it does it anyways. And the way it does that is by running the game at a really slow frame rate, Okay. And right. to do that, it does some memory tricks so it can display one image and draw a different image while still displaying the previous one. And then when it's ready, it switches them around. Oh, wow. Goodness. I don't know. I don't know how, like, how your brain does this. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. even program my phone. Yeah. And here's Ella, like, modifying games, making games. Like, that... There, there's right. like there's like a meld there between like creativity and 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 computer science, like I'm so I'm so glad to have you. Yeah, on the show. this is just like it's Every like this. I say that I know, like mind blown. Like I mean, I I play like I do like to play video games, although occasionally I haven't really had much time to do that. Um, see, but, that's where we're different. You see, I don't play video games that much. 
Yeah, you're she just a designer. She just likes it. to design and redesign and modify. That yeah. that's cool. That's that that right there, man. I know, because there's so much work that goes into game design. I have a PS5. And I play I like to play like story mode games like Assassin's Creed. Um I, I love the whole Assassin's Creed series. I love my favorite game that's ever been made before is Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a Rockstar game. I it's a Western. Oh. You get your own horse. But I won't spoil it. I won't spoil what happens. <laughs> but like you get horse, you you're a cowboy. Okay. You play this cowboy named Arthur, and you go through this whole saga. And Arthur starts out like as a, a bandit, and he has this whole arc to his existence. But you get to decide whether he's oh. good or bad throughout the whole game by the decisions you make. I know there's people out there who have played Red Dead, like who know what I'm talking about. And then there's other people who are probably like. I have no idea what she's talking about. But if if you ever do decide to take up gaming, play, it's like a novel, Red Dead Redemption 2. And then there's also The Last of Us. That's another favorite game of mine. I play, uh, well, there's the, that story came out on HBO. Or was it, I think it was, was it HBO? Yeah, like HBO Max, where they did The Last of Us, which is like a huge series that came out on HBO. That was based on that game. Oh, really? And the game is amazing. It's about oh, like okay. zombie, these zombie plant yeah. people. So, but and, but the 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 game is incredible. So I I I too like games myself. So I appreciate even More though it's kind of coming from a different different direction. I don't really do Nintendo, but it's still yeah. the same thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you, and you saw the game that I showed you last week, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, and that was amazing. Like, how much time did that even take? Well, actually, it took like a few days actually, because it was like a game jam. You know, you have a limited amount of time mm -hmm. to make a game. That's how this works. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll talk gaming with anyone. I'm the world's oldest lady gamer. <laughs> this niche is hard to find. Like, like women in their mid forties who really like to play video games. So if you like games, like, send me a message. I'll talk. I'll talk games with anyone all day long. Send her. Send her some good vibes. Send games. me some good vibes. <laughs> An achievement well, cool. that you unlocked. Right, so. right. Well, cool, cool. That's excellent. What yeah, about yeah. you, Casey? What did you? Uh... Uh, well, you know, really, so much of my time, like lately, has been focusing on this podcast. Yeah. I like people know me in this community as like someone who tends to keep on top of the news. I have a Twitter, and like I've got a few okay. thousand followers on Twitter, and I like to tweet about local issues. Um, Casey Helton 5 is my Twitter handle. Well, it's not called Twitter anymore. It's called X. Elon. Thanks, Elon. Ruining it for everyone. <laughs> but normally, like, I follow news on Twitter, right. but I haven't even been on my Twitter very much, like, hardly at all, because I've been so busy trying to, like, get this sure. show ready. Right. And... Because yeah, it takes I, a lot. It really does. But I'm, I'm so glad that it's out and we're finally doing this. And, you know, we're still kind of learning as right. we go, um, working on presentation and things like that, but... I, I think so far we've had we've yeah, put out something been, pretty good. This has been great. And what about you, Jace? What have you been? Oh what wow. Have you been doing? Um, I do a lot. So I know you it's do. Like, well, you know, um, I do want to say one thing. I took yeah. I took my wife uh, out to dinner. We don't go out to dinner very often, but I took my wife out to dinner to this um, Italian restaurant here in Brighton. Which is? Arda's. Arda's? I've never Arda's, been there. Arda's. That's in Genoa Park. Okay. It's um, right by uh, Woodland Woodland Health or whatever. the It used to be Woodland Health. Right yes. across the street from 242. Yes. Um, it oh, was, it's very... I just it's right that there. the other you day. It's right there. You can see it from the road. Island. I think so. Yeah. yeah that was... Um, 
It was what amazing. Was it? I love it. It was Italian amazing. Food. Well, you know, I'm Italian. Right. So I I I love to eat Italian food. And um I usually take my wife out to Plymouth to a, a restaurant out there, La Bisteca, mm. which is a wonderful place. That was one of the first places I took her on a date. Aww. And um, I wanted to do something special this uh, last, you know, this past week. And I took her there. And I'll tell you something. It, it was a wonderful experience. I really enjoyed it. The atmosphere, the food was just, really oh, yeah. And this is called, tell me the name It's again. Arda's. And I, there's like another... Part of name. Part is right there in Grand River, down by Rollerama. It's in a. It's in a. Yeah, it's before, you almost miss it's it. Before Rollerama. Yeah, it's by Lepix. By Lepix. Lepix. So yeah, if you're craving some Italian food, I love yeah, Italian. Yeah. My my husband, he's he's half Italian. He he's his yeah. whole his mother's second generation Sicilian. Yeah. So we are always about. Oh, I love good it. Italian just, food. Yeah. This household and and well. it was it was very good, very good. I I enjoyed it. I just you know. Very good. Just, one of these days we'll have to talk to you about how you met Sandy. I'd love to hear that story. We're going to we're going to get deeper into that kind of stuff because there I know there's a whole story involved there is. and I want to hear I want to unlock yes, it because I love a is. good story. So, just another thing for you all like this is the kind of thing we're going to also be doing on the story is like talking about our lives right. and you know how our experiences kind of informed that, you know? Right. And get to know each other. So, looking forward to that. So, on to our segue here. Humongous topic. Yeah. Humongous topic. Um, Content-neutral policies. Uh, They're calling it, like, a flag policy. I don't think flag policy is the... It's a display policy. Because, really, this policy that was adopted in both Heartland and in Vollerville deal with a lot more than just flags. Right. Yeah. Now, they started out in Heart and Ellie, you can talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I can more. actually put it up on the screen. Yeah, why cuz Heartland's policy. Now, these were both adopted, just you know, these were both adopted within a few um in mid-June, within a few weeks of each other, well, about a month. I think about so. A month. Yeah, Heartland was adopted was, in mid-June. Yeah, Bills was, was adopted July. in mid-July. Yeah. Um, and really quick before you start talking about it, I'm just going to tell you the votes because I think this is something important before we go any further into this. But the policy passed um, in Harland in mid-June. It was four to three. Um, and there was a tiebreaker vote there with uh, board member Megan Glaybach uh, was the tiebreaker. And that Glaybach, one thing to note about her that there was a lot of teacher opposition to this policy and Glaybach was endorsed by the Heartland Education Association during her campaign. So she was a union endorsed candidate and she kind of went against what teachers really wanted, right. you know, and, and sided with quote unquote, the clean slate candidates who ran this campaign let earlier this year, education, not indoctrination, right. Gogoleski, Michelle Blondiel and Greg Keller were the clean slate candidates um, that were that ran there, um, and Glaybach kind of sided with them on this really major issue that affects the entire school, right. really. Right. And then Fowlerville, just real quick, Ella, before I get to, to before I let you get to the <coughs> policy here, uh, Fowlerville only one board member opposed Fowlerville's policy back in mid July, and that was Diana Dombrowski. The rest of the board voted um, voted in favor of it. So overwhelming support there although it's kind of unclear where the policy came from so ella why don't you um talk a little bit about heartland's policy for us yeah so 
let me put this policy up on the screen. So this is the policy that Heartland has. And let me explain a few things. So this part, oops, this part right here was here before. That has always been there. So the flag, it was just the flag yes. itself. Originally, there was only restrictions on flags okay. and that's it before before the current school board got elected it was just flags and, and this will actually the pride flag as well yeah no 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 okay so you can't like hang like an actual flag so you could put like a sticker up but no like gotcha know, flag okay. Okay. okay all right all right but uh recently you know and they added this bit right here. So they expanded the policy to further limit expression. And this, yeah. uh, they said it wasn't enough to just ban the pride flag. Because let's be honest, that's really what happened here. The, the pride flag was banned. They wanted to say, and you can see it here, it says any media. Um, and that includes um, signs, posters, flags, stickers. All of that um, is no longer allowed in the Fatherville, or excuse me, in the Heartland School District at all. And that includes safe space stickers as well. Because Heartland, the, the a lot of teachers in Heartland had little stickers that they would, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but they had little stickers they put on the inside of their classrooms that were called safe space stickers. Mm -hmm. And these are stickers, and I think you two both can probably talk about why things like that are, stickers like that are important, you know, to let kids know that it's that you're welcome here and that you're going to be accepted no matter no matter who you are or how you identify, right? Right. Yeah. So Jace, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the Fallerville policy? What's the difference? Because these policies are very similar, but there are some differences. How does the well, Fallerville policy differ from the Heartland there policy? There are. Now, um, <clears throat> this one is Fallerville that you've seen on the screen okay. now. Um, if you notice, the difference... Pretty much same current Michigan flag, current school flag. Um, displays used in the classroom as part of a temporary unit of study. Um, but the thing that is different is our policy does not allow, if you notice, it says on here, it per the policy, it does not allow the foreign exchange students to have any representation of them. Per the policy. Now, I'm not saying, and I want to, I want to, first of all, first of all, for everybody out there, I want to premise this first. All of, any of my opinions or my thoughts are my own personal. This has nothing to do with the school. This has nothing to do with my job. And you're I, a parent. You and, have and a I'm kid also who a, parent, a parent. And I have, I have yeah. a graduate of the, of the high school also. So I'm speaking on behalf of one, myself, my child. Um, and it's, it's me. This is, this has nothing to do with my job. Right. This is this, you know, I want that to be made totally clear. Yeah. I think that's understood. So, yeah. so I do have some, some very sadness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and disappointment because what they've done is to me they've taken out if you could see down at the bottom g okay it says displays representing student organizations slash clubs and if you look at that policy 5840 that talks about any club that is 
I'm going to use the word sanctioned by the school, like the chess club, the robotics club, things like that. As long as they are teacher led, mm -hmm. they are able to place it on a 32 square foot bulletin board in each building. Now, it doesn't say where the bulletin board's going to be. Now, right. is it going to be placed? I don't know. I have not been in the school yet to see where that has been placed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It could be at a far end of the building where not many students go. It could be right up front right. as you walk in the building. So my whole thing is, is to me, they're taking out representation yeah. Of yeah. The, 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 the community of the school. In fact, they're, 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 so I've been to Fowler Library once or twice, the school library, mm -hmm. um, yeah. the, the high school. Mm -hmm. And they have a beautiful, as you walk in, it's very noticeable, a mural with the saying, what, do you know what, do you remember what the saying was? It's something about like. Um, well, what it used to say. Yeah, what did it used to say. So, <laughs> um, it, it had something to the, and this is not verbatim because I don't remember right. it, but it talked about um, teaching the children how to be productive in a global society. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like respect and kindness. It right. was focus on every student every day, right? Yes, yes. That's what it says. But one the of thing them. is... That was one of them. Yeah, it was a the few other different but, but because the, the new administration, because we have a new superintendent right. this year and a new assistant superintendent. So um, they're working on making everything more um, neutral. Right, so they're, tra they, they're taking that down. Because that's the idea. So that's that's the idea here. That's right. the stated purpose. Right. Which is a complex and my in my opinion problematic purpose of neutrality. Um, when you're dealing with the, around ideas of where you're trying to teach children about ideas about right. the world. Sometimes a neutral approach is not always most appropriate. Like right. you're learning about movements in history is it is the you're going to talk about the pro-slavery south the people who felt slavery was necessary as an institution right to keeping the economy going which there were people who who really did believe that right. southern farmers wealthy summer some southern farmers believed that Slavery was an intrinsic a part of the American economy and that we needed slaves in order to keep that economy running. Right. Right. And then and you had in the abolitionist North, people who said slavery is a moral wrong. Right. And it doesn't matter if the economy benefits from it. It's wrong to put people and in make them yeah. slaves, make, you know, steal their labor and, and, and take over their lives and sell their children and, and rape, rape their wives. It's, that's wrong. So when you're learning about issues, I, I, movements, ideological positions, where does the idea of neutrality fit into that? You kind of have to wonder, you know, are we going to, are we going to, are we going to teach kids to take a neutral approach to that? Like, ah. You decide for yourselves. Well, you said that they painted over the focus on every student every day part. You know? Yeah, the whole thing. You yeah. said it was because, like, you know, they wanted, like, a different thing. But I th here's the other thing. That was in violation of the policy that they passed. Well, it you know, see, this is, this, 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 is, this is where I have issues with things. You know, I understand policy. 
and I understand things. However, if you make it too broad, if yeah. the policy is too broad, then you're more or less cutting your nose off to spite your face and anything you do. Yeah. Right. Because like, like Ella says, there's not supposed to be anything. However, however, like I said, administration can override things. Right. They so. have been given that power. And I use the word power, and I don't even think that's it. I think it's their discretion um, that if, let's say a teacher, let's say I was a teacher, and I had stuff up in my room yeah. that said, you know, be kind, or, you know, um, you know, uh, as long as you try, you're not a failure. Just things like that, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I would think that would be okay. Now, according to what the new forward plan of the school and the and the atmosphere or the temperature of the school that may not be what they want they may not like those messages do you see what i'm saying so so the whole thing is so it's arbitrary is what you're saying right it depends on what the administrator thinks there's the because the enforcement of the policy is so difficult to do right it's very unclear well and it makes it hard for the principals and everybody oh, to, I have to, to have to um yeah you know police for, yeah. better, for lack well, of that's what you're really so the administration doing? can just say you know i don't care about the policy we can put this up anyways is that what you're that's my understanding well I'm then what's to, the point of the policy that. that's my understanding we're gonna get to the point of the policy later because well, we're, we're gonna let's, we're gonna delve deeper into really what what's truly behind so, these policies but Ella, you do raise a good question about what what what's behind it. But I think there's a deeper answer than just words on a paper. Because, there's more going on here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me actually yeah. do so, like a little. Let me do a little comparison here between okay. the two. Yeah, policies. okay. Do. Put that up there. Okay, so, so here is the policy. It says anything that is not one of these seven things is not allowed to be displayed anywhere in the school. Now right. this, this is different from what Heartland has. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what Heartland <laughs> says. Heartland, it, it bans any flags that are not these seven, but in addition to that, right. it bans anything depicting any social policy and or religious or political causes. Right, so there's- So if it's one of those, then it's banned unless it's one of those eight things. Okay. And right. the ma main difference here is that the Fowlerville policy is now excessively broad. So yeah, it's except I, I wanted to talk well, about that. Well, but it also says if you look up here, look at the very top. Yeah. Content neutral policy with respect to the appropriate usage and displays of items in district buildings or on or in district property including, so, I'm a bus driver, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. I am not allowed to put anything on the bus. So I can't put, you know, a, a, a pride sticker on the bus. I can't put, you know, um, another country flag in my bus. However, however, it was said by one of the board members that that does not uh, rule for what, I personally wear. So you can wear something. I can okay. wear something. If I own a computer and I'm at the school, let's say I'm a teacher, uh -huh. and it's my computer, I can have a rainbow sticker And that's sticker different than Heartland. On. Right. Heartland yeah. is Heartland saying. Heartland has saying no, no rainbows. Nobody can, except unless you're a student, nobody can wear a rainbow. Nobody. Well, that's just, what, that's just what one of the school board members is saying. 
Okay, See, but I the policy Heartland, says so on speak. your person for Heartland. No, right. the policy does not say anything about whether it's on your person or not on your person. All it says is that it cannot be in the school. That's all it says. See, okay. so in the school, what That's is that? very vague. Well, so that much. means that you can't wear that into the school because right. in the school, to me, would mean a teacher wouldn't be allowed to wear. Okay. And Glengo Galeski is definitely taking this position that it includes what a teacher wears on their person which is actually really interesting in my opinion okay so and we're going to talk about that let hold that thought yes. for just a minute because i i do want to come back to that but jace mm -hmm. let's let's because we're talking about two different school districts here we're going to keep this you know right, try to keep right. it a little structured here so can you talk to me a little bit about I understand we're talking about all this minutia and who can wear what and who can, I mean, right. the whole thing just seems right. a little bit ridiculous to me because it's so, it just, it's a lot of like pointless BS in my opinion. I'm just going to say it. Okay. It's a lot of like, just getting so wrapped up in these, who's wearing this and who's got this on their wall and people, <laughs> it creates this divisive environment for adults where um, mistrust is sown, like, yeah. between each other, because everyone's looking at, what is she wearing, or what has she got on her wall? Right. Well, I'm going right. to take a picture of this, and I'm going to tell the administration. Like, it takes the focus away from education where right. it should be, which is right. supposedly the whole reason they had this in the first place was to focus on the curriculum. You know, but how can teachers focus on curriculum when they are so busy policing things? Like, I'll tell you what I heard. I don't know if you know anything about this, but I was told that, like, in Fowlerville, you can't even have, like, Santa Claus, jack-o'-lanterns, like, holiday snowmen. I mean, what do we know about this? Um, I've heard stuff. Um, I, I don't know yet because nothing, as a parent, I haven't heard anything yet. Are you going to get in come... trouble if you put a picture or do you not even know? I don't know. Like, if you put a picture of Santa on your bus or a jack-o'-lantern, are you going to get in trouble? I don't know, because there hasn't been a definite decision. I'm concerned about myself, because, as you saw in last week's episode, I dress up. Yeah. I wear costumes, and I try to do that to bring an air of joy and excitement to the kids. I of mean, course. sometimes the kids will ask me, Will you dress up as this, Mr. Jace? And then I have to go to my wife, who is my costume designer, um, and I say, hey, the kids asked for this. Can we do it? Right. So it, it, it concerns me because, you know, that's part of who I am. That's part of who you are, and it's part of what makes school so fun for little kids. Right. Like, especially this time of year. Right. We're coming up on Halloween. We're Christmas. Like, things... Thanks, so, these so, are huge holidays right. for so, kids. So as far as I know, um, you know, I hope it doesn't happen. Me too. I hope that's not what what's coming down the pike. Um, if it does, as an employee, I will honor what I'm told. Sure. Because, well, that's, the, I mean, that's what you're told. That, you didn't but, make the But I'm going to follow what the district says because that's what I'm supposed to do. However, doesn't mean that I... You have to like it. Right. You and know? I got a question. I got a question for volleyball parents out there who are watching today, here uh, watching the stir. Is that what you want? I I would strongly encourage anyone watching this today to ask themselves this question. As a parent, is that what you I listen, I'm not a parent, okay? I don't have children, I have dogs. 
but I know a lot of parents. I talk to a lot of parents and I care about what goes on in my community and what goes on in schools. I care, you know, cause that, that affects me. Like as like, I really believe that kids, like we were saying last episode, kids are the hope for our future. Right. And I care, even though I don't have children of my own, I care that children get a good education and that they have a well-rounded and, 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 and good experience, like a joyful experience in education. Cause that helps. So parents of Fallerville, you know what? Send us a letter if you want to. You can you can send us an email. Hello, the stirpod at Proton.me. Send us a message. Are you a parent that really wants jack-o'-lanterns, Santa Clauses, witches, ghosts, whatever? Everything that is like all around this time of year that's coming up here. Taken away from your kids at school over over what? I you know what, to be honest, I'm not even sure I fully understand. What? What is the purpose of this policy? And I can tell you also that I know that parents and teachers in the Fowlerville District do not understand what this is all about. They don't know what brought this on. They have asked the school board to help explain to them where this issue came from. Because it appears to have come out of nowhere for Fowlerville. There were no complaints. Yeah, no I, email. I, I, the I, district no, can't I, seem to give an answer. If I remember correctly, the justification was a thing that appeared in a yearbook, which is like not even something that would be applicable to this policy because this is like anything affixed to like the building or or uh, any other furnishes or appurtenances. Well, that just sounds very vague. I mean, okay, so if that's it, if it comes out of a yearbook... Administrators, you've created all this, or not administrators, excuse me, the Howell Fowlerville School Board. Well, if this applies to yearbooks, then you just straight up cannot have a yearbook. Yeah, let's get rid of no, yearbooks, no, too. Let's, no, let's just keep second. getting rid of things let me until just, we're completely neutral. I, I, I no just have to ask this question. I was never in yearbook or journalism. You had that. I was in high school journalism. Okay, yeah, all right, four years, all right. The now, main four when you were in high school, when you were in high school, because we all know, yeah. Public journalism and high school journalism are different when it comes to what can be published in your school paper. It depends on the school, but yeah. Well, that's what I'm seeing. That's what yeah, I'm saying. So whoever, like what Ella said, because I, I remember something being stated about a senior picture that had a flag in it that was put in the yearbook. Now, now, I was a teacher. I know what I was told I couldn't, could not say or talk about. Like when I taught world history, I, um, I could not, especially the world religions, right. I could not give my opinion sure. or my beliefs on something. I had to give the facts, right. straight the facts, okay? In this case, wouldn't a teacher or the editor of the yearbook say, can we have this picture? Is this picture okay to put in the yearbook? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Wouldn't somebody have been monitoring what was put in? Like, you know, kids can't write, you know, like, how, what do they do when they're seniors? They ask you, yeah. what's your dream? What, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't just put something obscure in there that's, like, dirty. We don't even know if this is but what But this is what I'm saying. So, but, but if it is, why wasn't it stopped before it got able to be? put in the book. I so know. so these are all questions that nobody has been able to tell us. I don't know. I just feel that like 
this whole term neutral is just a very problematic term because there are things we teach in school that are not neutral. You know why? Because as a country, there are ideas that we have about this country, about this country being a pluralistic society where everyone has equal rights. That is a foundational tenet of the United States of America, as outlined in the U.S. Constitution, which everyone loves to scream about out here in this county. But I don't know how many people they have actually read it. <laughs> but it's not, it is not, the Constitution is not neutral. It has principles on it that it is actually very firm, that take a very firm stance on, on a number of issues, right. including right. voting rights, women's right. rights, um, you, you name it, the rights of First Amendment rights, the rights of the press, these are not neutral ideas. So why are, what I don't understand, and maybe there's somebody out there who can help me understand it, and if you want to, if you want to message us, please help explain. Why are we expecting schools to take a neutral <coughs> stance on something like equal rights for LGBTQ folks? Our country doesn't take a neutral stance on equal rights for LGBTQ folks. No. Um, our state doesn't. We just passed the Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act. The rights of these two friends of mine who are sitting right here are not in question. These, the rights that, th that Jace has, the rights that Ella has, are the rights that I have and everyone else in this country has. It is not a question. Nor is it ever going to be a question. So why? Help me understand. Why are our, we expecting our schools and our teachers to treat this issue like it's a question? It makes no sense. Make it make sense. Well, Some may make it make sense. <laughs> well, they want to start at getting rid of it in the schools. Because, you know, you can't have any, any kids thinking that it's not okay uh, to be bad to queer people, you know, we gotta make sure that the kids all oh, you gotta think own the that... minds of the youth. Who said that? Who said own the minds of the youth, and then you'll have them forever? Who said that? Um, I think uh, I'm a history teacher. I can who who said it, Jace? Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler said that. I'm your I knew that. Yeah. History teacher here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you, Mr. Jace. Well, you know, Jace. and I'm not even gonna look. At, you know, I got up in front of the school board because I. I made it a point and I made it a mission of mine to get up and speak to the to the school board in a respectful manner because I need I need them to hear what somebody who 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 has experienced mm -hmm. things go through. Mm -hmm. And when they talked about the pride flag, I got up in front of them one night and I told them I said 45 years ago, or longer, because this is my 40th year of graduating from high school, is, is 2024. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Um, if I would have had something like this yeah. 45 years ago or, or whatever, when I was in middle school or younger, um, it may have been um, my saving grace. I'm not saying that all teachers are not safe, and I think that's been the big argument, is if a teacher doesn't want to put the rainbow sticker that says safe space on their door, then children will not look to them. Children like myself right. would not look to them as being a safe space, and then now we're saying 
you know, don't talk to them. And you're, that's, you're saying that you're that's saying that's not, not the point. No, that's not necessarily, mm -hmm. that's not how it works. Okay. Kids know who's safe. Right. I know you don't need a sticker, but it's like with, 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 with me. Okay. People know I'm safe. Everybody knows I'm safe because of who I am. Right. Just my, myself. Right. There are some teachers who are very closed up. You know, they don't, they don't display a lot of that. Mm -hmm. they, there's no warm fuzzies with some teachers. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not safe, and I get that. However, I'm not going to go to them. Mm -hmm. I want warm and fuzzy because I need warm and fuzzy. It would have saved me m multiple attempts on my life, okay, if I would have known that... I had these spaces. That's why I decided years ago that I was going to stick up for those who, who were less marginalized because I know how it feels. I know firsthand how it feels. Okay? So the flag is not about, I'm going to wave it because, you know, I want everybody to know what I am. No, it is representing that you know, this is me. This is me. Yeah, yeah see? This is me. And, and, and I feel bad because there are kids. I mean, I've known since I was five years old, four years old, that I was different. So, you know, them doing this, now they're taking away that. Because not everybody, not every child out there has a personality like me. Okay. Or, or your strength. I mean, the strength that you even took to share that. I mean, well, I, I want people to know what is going on. Unless, what is that old saying? You know, walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah. If you can't walk a mile in my shoes, you won't know. And it's like I said when I went in front of the Hartman School Board. I said, in order to understand, you have to be understood. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. That's why I respect other people's yeah ideas and feelings. I don't have to agree with you, but I still respect you because that's your right. Mm -hmm. You are a human and I will never talk bad mm -hmm. about people. I just never will because that's not my, that's not who I am. Right, right, right. You have that right. I just want everybody to be safe, yeah. but especially kids there are kids out there and everybody thinks that this is a phase and kids are doing it because it's um what's the word um, a trend a trend trust me people i grew up in a heterosexual family both my parents are heterosexual my brother is a heterosexual my aunts and uncles and cousins heterosexual i grew up learning about dick jane and spot in books all my teachers were heterosexual, married with children. Mm -hmm. Where did I come from? Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that can, who's ever met you for two minutes who would look at you and know you and think anything less that you are a man and that this is your identity and you, this is how you present yourself and it's a fundamental part of who you are. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing. I know that's difficult to, I mean, to talk about about taking your life. I 
I cannot imagine. And it takes a lot of strength to even share it. And you're sharing it for a good reason because I think it is so important for people here in this county to hear stories like this. This is one of the main reasons why I wanted to really do this podcast was that we could start having real conversations about what it's actually like. And I think, and we're going to keep doing that, just so you know. We're going to keep that conversation going as we keep doing this show. But I think a lot of what it comes from is that people are afraid because they don't understand. Um, there's there's a lot of fear. And the fear fear leads, like, okay, we're a big, we're a big Star Wars fan in the, uh, fans in the household. <laughs> and to quote Yoda, okay, I just have to. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Like that is so true, and 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 that's where it comes from. And so, yeah, let's. I just wanted to say, you know, just just the thank you for sharing that, just for sharing that story. So anyway, so we're let's let's keep this going. Let's let's switch a little bit of gears because there's there's something um, we need to we need to switch over and talk about. Where, where these, pol- I think we touched on this a little bit, where the policies originated from. Excuse me, I'm like getting back into my notes because this just got like really emotional for a yeah. second. Like it really did. And, um, Jace, there's, if you need to, if you no, need to I'm next, okay. you're good, I'm, okay? I'm good, yeah, thank you. And, thank you. um, thank you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. If I could get them up from behind this desk, I would hug you. <laughs> but I'm wedged in here right now. <laughs> So I can't, but I'll hug you after. So um, we talked a little bit about where the policies originated from. I think, do you think, Ella, we covered that pretty yeah. good? And then we talked about how they're different. So now let's let's focus next on what the fallout has been. And maybe we should have got to this earlier. I don't know, because this is really where the meat and potatoes of this discussion, like the fallout and the why, is really is really fascinating to me. So we're going to air some footage here in a minute. I want to set you up for this. Um, I mentioned earlier on in the podcast that there was a group of of candidates in Heartland who ran as the clean slate, okay? And the clean slate slogan was education, not indoctrination. And these are mostly far-right MAGA Republicans, like, who, who ran this slate... Um, promising to bring transparency and and uh, to the district because they had issues with transparency and they wanted local control and blah whatever and and what and ever since ever since the clean slate started, um, they've been going after pride flags like they have been targeting this issue of pride flags in school. It's a it's a fixation for the clean slate. Now, not so much because they got what they wanted, right? They got they got elected to the board. Glenn, Blondio, and Keller all got elected to the board, and and now now they don't really talk about indoctrination so much anymore because they <laughs> it's not an issue for them because they got on and and and, and they've got their policies and and it hasn't become discussed. But at any rate, so there was a meeting on February 9th of this year where um, it, I'm not going to necessarily call it a secret meeting, but it was not a public meeting. It was not a meeting where anybody could just walk in and sit down. 
If I guarantee you, if I would have found out about this meeting and I would have went in there and just sat down, they would have ran me off. I would not have been welcome there. And I know a bunch of, I don't know if Jace or Ella, if you would have gone, that would have been an interesting show. But we didn't try to do that. But I'm just saying it wasn't a meeting of like diverse points of view. This was a meeting that there was a parent, uh, there was a parent, a schools of choice parent. Her name was Brooke. She was the one who kind of helped start the clean slate. She's like a social media influencer for the right, for the right wing. She had a big TikTok. She is not even in Heartland schools anymore. Okay, that's the important thing to know about Brooke. She she was schools of choice. She took her kids out of out of Heartland. And I think I don't know where she is now. To be honest, she might be in her home district. Um, so she's in Fenton. Fenton. Oh, is it Fenton? Okay, she maybe Fenton. So maybe she went back home to Fenton. But at the time, she didn't live in the county, and she had her kids in the schools of choice here in Heartland. So this was during that time. So at this meeting on February 9th, Michelle Blondiel attended this meeting. Okay. Michelle Blondiel had just been elected to the Heartland School Board in November of that previous year. And this is now February. And if you look on, there's a clean slate website, you can see Michelle Blondiel ran on a campaign of promising transparency. Her main criticism of Heartland schools was that Heartland was not transparent. Like they were not being, they were not being transparent. And so she was at this meeting that Brooke put on and we're going to play, uh, and, and, and during that meeting, Blondiel, she, she shared some pretty revealing thoughts about the pride flags. And keep in mind, this is before the policy was the, the most recent iteration of 8805 was adopted. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to listen to, yes. to a clip of this meeting. And we're going to have subtitles. That we're going to have subtitles. Totally and done by me. before anybody comes at me with a uh, cease and desist, just be aware. Michigan is a one-party consent state, so let me just save you the time if anyone's thinking about doing that right now. Yeah. Go ahead, do what you got to do, but we're a one-party consent state, so let it roll, Ella. And she said, I, I've heard about all the flags. I didn't really know what it meant. She said, we took a tour, and we were walking the halls, and she said, as an outsider, she said, I felt like I had to pick a side. She said it was so bad, like the vibe that she was getting. She's like, I couldn't even believe how... This is not blonde. Girl, like, she just felt really like... This is a parent talk. From who, though? Like, was it, like, the parents or teachers? No, or the parents. Legs are, like, it hardcore. It was parents. It was, like, a flag tour. Flag and a tour through for... Oh, so one room she'd go in and there would be a flag, and then the next room, then maybe there wasn't a flag? Yeah, like, like, like flag. just in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Are these things that stick around the door? How many teachers are there? How many teachers are in the high school? She said, yeah, she said it was... And see, this is what I'm talking about. Do you see that? I didn't go around the building. I had not seen them, but... Honestly, the last time I did a tour was like this past summer when I took my daughter And over. they're down during the summer. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I met with John Conley. Yeah, he's on the yeah, right board. And, and uh, uh, Bill Tromley. About a week ago. Actually, I met him a couple times. John's telling me, and I looked at the law last night. Every classroom is, because Brighton didn't have this a couple years back. They got it correct. Every classroom has got to have an American flag, and that could be the only flag mm-hmm. Should be. in the classroom. So John had a... I but he has access, office. and listen to what he does. He, has, he, had, a pile, he had a pile of signs. Because he, he can walk around. Mm-hmm. He, he can walk in there. He said he walks in there and tells the janitor, hey, open this door. 
He goes in and inspects the room. So he had a pile of signs. Did you do that, Michelle? So John told me, well, I told you. So I said, like, I I would think that, like, it's controversial, but we're we're getting there because we talked about this. And I was like, you know, if we go in there one night, because I was in there on trades night and, and one of the custodians were in there. And I know she would have just opened that door and I could have taken that off of, you know, because I was walking around seeing it. I was, was going to pull them down tonight, but they're all on the inside. The yeah, they're all on the insides of the door, so you can't but get to them. Yeah. John told me, John said to set a meeting up, that myself and John were going to go and take Michelle, because he's a taxpayer that used to come. Yeah. He said he has a right to work. Yeah. So he said he'll pull them down. Well, so, and, I don't know. If, I, I think but, the challenge of it just show up What she was saying is, as an adult, she said, I felt very, like, I had to pick, and I'm an adult, and I was uncomfortable. She's like, what are these kids feeling? feeling? And I said, oh, and they're not safe for them. I said, no. my son, you know, they get picked on from the other side. You know, you're a racist. You're a hillbilly. You're they a redneck. Yeah. You're, you know. And that's okay. And so that's Chuck, totally nice. I met with Chuck for about an hour and a half just before the holidays over this safe space. And yeah. And yeah, Chuck's reply and Tom Urick is the assistant yeah. principal there. Tom is, well, your daughter feels comfortable. She could just come to me. And Chuck said the same thing. Chuck's like, well, you know, just tell me if your kids are getting picked on. It's, Chuck, it's not the point. Mm-hmm. You know, they should not have to feel that. Right. And uh, it, my thing to Chuck was. It's a sexually, it Chuck, it's a sexual, it's nature. Like- Yeah. <laughs> now this. Now let me just let me just understand yeah, this. This was a meeting that, like, almost like a closed. So this was not an open meetings act. This is this is not no. They didn't of, have a quorum, so they didn't they didn't have a quorum, so they didn't have to have it. I think yeah. the only board member there was Michelle. Yeah. But another okay. person who was there was um, <laughs> another person who was there was Angela Yarber. And I think it should be noted, maybe it was last week. Yeah, I think it was last week. Angela Yarber, I don't know if you have a picture of that or not, Ella. Do you put um put up a Facebook page? She is running for for Heartland School Board um, in this next election. Uh, LLC, maybe she can pull it up. But um, I'm not sure when this was. She's got a post up there. Um, and she, so Angela Yarber was, was in attendance. Um, yep. Can you see it? Oh, let's see here. One day ago, it says, oh, okay. Is this on the screen now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Holly Quinn Austin. Oh, that's a familiar name to me. <laughs> Holly was the person who tried to have me arrested on a felony for tweeting, but she's the board's Angela Yarber. So... There's that. Um, so anyway, uh, Angela was present at this meeting um, with Michelle Blondiel, and now you know she was one of the people who supported what was being said here. And now Angela is going to run for Heartland School Board, and this is really important to know because we are we have it through the grapevine, and I was told it was okay to say this today, um, but it's possible we're gonna we might be losing another school board member that is not a clean slate school board member. I'm gonna withhold saying who that is for now because I'm not 100% sure it's okay for me to say who. But we may be losing another candidate. So if Angela Yarber gets on the school board, you're gonna basically have a clean slate majority in Heartland, and they're just gonna keep they're gonna keep eroding the trust that parents have in each other. They're gonna continue to create this 
hostile environment in, 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 in the district and these policies that are absolutely insane. So one other thing I want to say just really quickly about this video with Michelle Blondiel. So this was Michelle's statement on the Clean Slate website when she ran. She says, I'll quote this, Michelle has experienced firsthand the lack of transparency and accountability school administration has demonstrated over the past several years. That's that's her statement on her Clean Slate website. But now, and, and earlier, I'll set this up. Keep that statement in mind. This is not on the video, but we have the whole video. And by the way, we will be talking more about this video in future episodes, the one that we just played, because there's more footage. Um, but prior to this recording, she was complaining about how she had to schedule visits as a board member to observe students and that she felt that was wrong. Just like Glenn Gogoleski, Michelle feels that she should be able to walk into the school anytime and observe students for any reason. And that's exactly the complaint that Glenn made that got his wife investigated for a FERPA violation, which it was later found out, we will say this, never went anywhere. She was yeah. basically... Well, I don't think it was the part where he complained about not being able to... Well, it's what led to him saying... Yeah, he, he was like, oh, my wife works, and he has seen... and She has seen so much. Right. He was on that podcast, oh, which geez. is the podcast that shall not be named. Yes. <laughs> he was on that And he was he was talking about how he didn't have access to school buildings, and that's what led him to talk about his wife. Yeah. So so let me, let me just finish my thought here, but I just want to say this one thing. So here you have Blondiel complaining about how they won't just let her in the school district to observe students, but then she turns right around in this video and is heard strategizing ways to break into a classroom, even though she said she never actually did that. She's strategizing it to take property belonging to teachers, specifically these safe space stickers. That is not her property. That is teacher's property. Now, mind you, this is before the policy was implemented. So this is not, Michelle, if you are watching, what transparency looks like. I don't think anyone would think that a school board member sneaking into a classroom and stealing a teacher's sticker um, on the fly after a custodian let her in is a, is a definition of transparency in any sense, and let alone talking about it at a, some sort of private meeting. But what it looks like to me is glorification of personal theft of teacher's property. That's what that looks like to me. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to go off here. Casey's going to go off. How dare you? How dare you? These are teachers in our district who have given everything. They have given their time. They have given their heart, their soul, their blood, their sweat, their tears. And you are sneaking around at an event. Well, she's not sneaking around. She's talking about she's sneaking around. She's talking about sneaking. Oh, we but no, no, no. Say no, 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 no. She didn't sneak into a classroom. I'm going to be very clear about that. But she did say, she said it on this video. Oh, I could have just gone in and talked to the custodian. And the custodian would have just let me in to steal teacher stuff. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah, bring me down, Jace, because I am, well, I am well, lit I, up I, over this I right always, now. I always try to come at things. You know how yeah. I am. Help me out. Call My me question out. is, 
and please help me out. Why? Now, I'm just saying, let's, let, let's take all this away. Let's say this was 10 years ago. Yeah. There was no issues with flags and all that stuff. Here's my question. Were board members allowed to go in classrooms or come into the school during the school day 10 years ago? I Okay, so I covered Pinckney schools when okay. I worked as a journalist 20 years ago. Okay. The environment was... I covered Pinckney schools for five years, okay? okay? I was at every school board meeting for five years. I have never, ever, on any moment in time on those five years witness the amount of disrespect that I have seen from Heartland and now it's trickling down to Fallerville for their teaching their group of well, teachers. But that's not what Never my question, question is though. My question is is if they were allowed to come in just to just to observe. Yeah. Just a basic observation to see how things are going. When did that change? If I mean, they I, weren't I allowed say. to come in. Yeah. Then why is there a problem now? I mean, now? I think this is... Do, do you understand where I'm getting at? They're making a big deal now. Why? If they... This is this is where I have a problem, and that's why I'm bringing this up. We, I need to know. I need it to be explained to me like I'm five. Yeah. Okay? If they were allowed ten years ago, and nothing was ever changed, then they should be able to go into a school during... Because I asked Fowlerville at one of our board meetings. I said to them about going into the school. I would welcome the board to come in to see what's going on because then they're witnessing things mm -hmm. and they're seeing things. And when a teacher comes up and has a complaint or administration says, this is happening, they know. Well, if you're they dealing know. with normal board members, I mean, it doesn't, like, if, but, like but, what I'm trying to say, if the climate was different back then, I think it would have been fine. But if it's never changed... Then why can't they go in right now? Why can't they? Why do they have to supposedly ask a custodian to open the door? Just go during school hours. Well, that's what she's talking. She's saying that she's saying, and I don't have the footage to play, but the, right, the no. main complaint was that she shouldn't have to call in and schedule a visit. No, she shouldn't. She should just be able to drop she, it. She should be. Well, I don't know, though. If you're going to go in into a teacher's classroom and take their stuff, I don't think you should just be allowed to just walk but, into a school classroom if, anytime you want but to. But if they were able to do it 10 years ago and no policy was changed, no law was changed, nothing was that was changed... Why is it an issue now? I can, I can see. This is that. what we need to find this out. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll have to look into it. But I'm not saying go in and take a teacher's stuff, but I'm talking about having access. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something, and I think that's something we need to look deeper into. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just. We can we can follow up on that, but I I want because there's a we got a lot of ground to cover here. Yeah. So um, there's just one other thing I wanted to say about this vote before we move on and talk about what happened in Heartland. Um, we, um, one other thing I wanted to mention about this vote. So I said, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that Gla Megan Glaybach's vote was the tiebreaker vote in Heartland. And that Glaybach was endorsed by the Heartland Education Association. I just want to say one other thing here very briefly that I feel I, I can imagine that the teachers and, and the HEA are very unhappy with the chaos that this policy has sown in Heartland that we're going to get into in just a minute here. This is my segue. But that was a betrayal of trust, in my opinion, of, of, of Glaybach's vote. 
The teachers endorsed her because they felt that she would be the best person for that job and, th and that she would be level-headed. And here she is going with the, cl with the clean slate over, over this chaotic issue of that sows so much division in schools. It's just, I just want to say something, I, you know, on behalf of teachers here who might agree with me that I, I just, I don't, I don't understand where, I don't think Glaybach is as, as, um, like bad as Neutral. clean slaters, but I, I just really question the whole wisdom of, Did of anybody her ask her? I don't know. I mean, Hey Megan, if you want to come on our show, we would love to have you on the yeah. stir. You can come on the stir. You will have you as a guest anytime. You can sit right can there sit. in that chair, chair that right is there. out of frame. <laughs> Well, okay. We'd so, be happy so, to have so you come else, in and honestly else? explain why why you voted the way that you did. Because I would I would love to understand it. And so, I so what else has happened since okay. this has gone out? Okay, so let's go in. Let's let's talk about the Heartland School. The um the excuse me. We're gonna revert back to Fowlerville. Oh. We're gonna talk about the fallout of Fowlerville. There were real consequences. There were real. Yeah, negative you said, things you said that happened in Fowlerville, right? Some stuff was sent to you by a by yes. parent. What I I wanna. So okay, I wanna, so I wanna, I wanna um, we had well, it wasn't sent to me. It was in the news. Ella, can you can you show that? It was picture? in the news. It was covered. It wasn't yeah. sent. To me. By the way, you know, some people think that like, oh, bigotry is only when someone goes out there and screams about how much they hate facts. Oh, that. CBS News Detroit ran a story. Oh, okay. This so is they from ran CBS News. Yes, this is from CBS News. They ran controversial flag policy passes at the school. They ran a whole segment on this, oh, wow. um, where they talked about um, Snapchat and TikTok videos that um, were we're showing them to you because we really feel like it's important um, that 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 people see with their own eyes that this is some of the negativity that resulted in the immediate aftermath of Fowlerville passing this policy, okay? And one other thing I wanted to note that I didn't about this, not, not a single Fowlerville board member, to my knowledge, that I am aware of, has stepped forward to publicly condemn these posts despite the negative coverage that they received in the media. So this, these were not circulated in secret. Fox, or CBS News, did a full report on this, and sh like you could see here, showed pictures of the imagery. Um, no, not a single board member acknowledged this and, and the hurt that it caused as a result of them backing a policy that obviously made people like this feel safe enough to say this felt validated enough in their hatred. And the board is mum. Are these adults or are these children? We don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, are they I don't I don't know. Do you know? I, that's I, I didn't no even idea. know there was anything out there from CBS News. Yeah. I mean, it's Snapchat. I mean, these look kind of like they might be from young people, but I don't know. It doesn't really I mean, if it's young people, that's really bad because that means that they are being taught this through family and social societal influences. Hatred like this doesn't just happen. It doesn't just spawn out of the ground. It is learned. It is learned behavior. So I think it's really, we're, that's you know why we wanted to talk so in depth about this policy because people need to understand and they need to see with their own eyes that this is what is happening. This is the outcome. 
This is the harassment, the hatred. And if you look at these and you don't think that hatred like this has any sort of, a, of an impact on the way students have their education and their educational experience and ability to learn in Fowlerville schools, then you, my friend, have got your blinders on and you need to, to lift them straight up. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's bullying that, and it's that. wrong. It's wrong if you're, it's wrong for anyone. Especially if you don't know what yeah. you're being told. So, it's yeah. like the word, okay, the F word, F-A-G, right. okay? I had a young boy when I was substitute teaching, came in from the, from the outside and he said to me, he said, they called me this name out on the playground. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, really? I said, okay. So I brought the two other kids in. I grabbed the dictionary. Mm -hmm. I opened the book and I said, what does it say that is? Mm -hmm. They read what it was. It's a bundle of sticks or it's a cigarette. I said, does this young man look like a bundle of sticks or a cigarette to you? <laughs> and they said, no. And I said, well, then I wouldn't be calling him that. Right. That's not the right, that's not appropriate words, is it? I took it as a teachable moment. Well, of course, that was South Lyon Schools. And I was um, called into the principal's office the next morning. And I was told that I could not substitute in South Lyon Schools anymore because they don't need people like me there. And that was a big thing a few years ago. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but when the young child in seventh grade wanted the um, One Love by Macklemore song played in their choir class mm -hmm. and the choir teacher allowed it because their uncle was gay and they wanted that song to play and the teacher allowed it. Well, it caused a big storm. They had a big board meeting and people came to the news station. Taryn Asher interviewed me. You know, it was just a, it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And to come up with, you know, to come up with this, I'm telling you, people need to be educated. Right. And that's what needs to happen. And I think that's where the problem is. And I love that you... I love that you bring this perspective, that you have an educator's perspective that you can bring to us on the show. And I'm so sorry about what happened to you in South Lyon. Oh, it is I mean, what it no is. Excuse. You it's know, just... that, I don't tell these stories but this is what... that. No. I tell them to let people know. But this is what bigotry does. Like, you are, such, you are so good with kids. You're such a good educator. And because one person had their blinds on, you know, about blinded by their perceptions of LGBTQ. Right. They're like, well... Kids are, and, ki and kids missed out on that opportunity. Right. It's so sad. It's just so limiting. That's what I, that's what I can't stand about about people who who are bigoted this in this way. It just short it short changes everybody. Right. So anyway, let's. Um, I'm gonna. We've still got a little bit more ground to cover on this. There's a, there's one more major element. <laughs> we are going. I did. I wasn't lying, y'all, when I said we go in depth with these topics. But it is so important to do. Um, so one thing, uh, one more thing we're queuing up here. Uh, there's a, there's a, a plot twist, if you will. Okay. So we covered what happened in Fowlerville with the Snapchat images. Then just, what was this last week? The week, I think two, it was last two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. There's a game. There's a, there's a game. There's a football game, a home game, 
and Heartland. And opening of the game, football players running out on the field. One of the players walks out, runs out with a Blue Lives Matter flag. God. A Blue Lives Matter flag right on the field. And by the way, before we talk further about this, I just want to mention, if you look at this and you say, well, I don't think that's a social or a political cause, it doesn't matter whether it's a social or political cause or not. You know why? Because this is a flag. <laughs> it's a this so is a flag. flag. It's definitely a flag. It's definitely a flag. And if it's a flag, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Go read the policy. That's what it says. What is the S? Oh, that's the, I think that's I think the it's like S eagles. and eagles. So oh, oh, it's the S and eagles. Okay, yeah. So they had to... like a bunch of flags. Yeah. Okay. And they spell out eagles. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, one of the, there's another flag up there. This is like a firefighter's flag. The red one is, and then I think that's an army flag. I don't really know, but at any rate, like Ella said, it's against the policy. Number one, right? Clear as day. No flags. But number two. This Blue Lives Matter flag, it used to be called the Thin Blue Line. And the meaning of it, like everything having to do with symbols, has evolved over time. This was a flag that used to represent fallen police officers um, who died on the job, injured police officers. Now the meaning in in this new world we have in this country where of this, uh, alternative facts world uh, that we live in this symbol this flag has been adopted by as a symbol of the far right it was gained popularity among the far right during the george the protests involving george floyd who um, was murdered by police it was almost like a counter message and since then police organizations themselves have seen the problematic the problematic quality of this image. And you can look on Google, you could just Google it. There are police agencies that are saying, no, we don't want this, this flag is problematic. What it represents has become problematic and it, it prevents us from serving, from most efficiently serving our communities the way that we should. Like it, it, it builds division in, among people in our community and we don't need that to do our jobs. So I'm not saying that that whoever we know we know now that this this student was given permission by the coaches who claim they did not know anything about the policy. We're going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that yeah, here. Sure. Well, they should have known about the policy. They should have known about the policy. They Here's the but thing. They, but they might not have. Here's the thing. This was a this was against the policy before Gogoleski ever bungled with it. Uh, right. It was against the policy always to have a flag that is not one of the eight exceptions to what are allowed right, flags. But, and they should have known. But. but let's be honest. They're coaches. Unless they're teachers or they're in the school district, are they going to sit and read the policies? No. And to be honest with you, yeah. my work has a ton of policies too. I don't even know Well, how. and that's like, what I'm saying. So We're going to give the coaches the benefit of the doubt, of the doubt here. And I'm going to yes. further give the coaches yes. the benefit of the doubt that they were not aware. I'm, I was told, I'm not 100% sure if this is true, but that the coach, the, one of the coaches was retired law enforcement and another was retired fire. I don't really, I can't really verify that. But 
if that's the case, it's possible that they didn't understand or, or know anything about the, the problematic um, nature of this image. But right. it's, as Ella said, it's still against the policy. But again, just like the pride flag, this is what I find fascinating. The pride flag and the Blue Lives Matter flag are both symbolisms that have a lot of misunderstanding around them. So again, this just highlights the, the subjective nature right. of what is considered neutral. Right. I'm going to say one final thing about this, okay? I'm going to say one final thing about this. This is a bad policy. It's born of rotten intent, as well as ill-conceived and simplistic notions about what it means for something to be content neutral. And we can see with the controversy over the Blue Lives Matter flag in this game, whether or not something is neutral, it's highly subjective, based on the opinions of the person that is observing what is in front of them. So how are you supposed to police this? You can't. You can't. And what it's done is it's created these unintended consequences, which could even eventually include litigation for the school at some point. We don't really know. But it gets back to my question. For what? For what? Why? Let's stop the insanity. Heartland parents, I'm going to ask you the same question. I asked Fatherville parents. Is this really what you want to do? Is this really what you want to see happen in your classrooms? Where like you have this environment of mistrust where everybody's complaining about this flag or that flag or this poster or that poster? Or would you rather have a district where there is where, where trust is nurtured? Trust in intention <coughs> is nurtured. Trust in teachers is nurtured. That is ultimately what creates a healthy school district. And students will do better from that. Don't you? I mean, am I wrong about that, Jace? You're an educator. No, am I saying no, anything incorrect I mean, here? It's like anything else. If a, if a kid feels safe, they're going to do better anywhere they are. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, does anybody have have anything more? No, that I think I'm we've covered a lot to, about. Still, I mean, it's so much to process. But I have something to talk about. What's that? So, last month during the school board meeting, Gogoleski had a problem with something. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead and talk about it. All right. So, this is Chris Costa wearing a rainbow. Okay. <laughs> he looks so happy there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but... He had a problem with this. Okay, okay. Now, I talked to him... He specifically said that he thinks this is in violation of the policy. Those are his words. He said this is in violation of the policy okay. that he put in. Why? I don't know. Because there was a rainbow on it? Because there is a rainbow. Whatever. Yeah. Even though it's the University of Hawaii. I, honestly, I don't care <laughs> if this is or is not in violation of the policy. The important thing is that, in Glenn's opinion, it is. Okay. That's the important thing. But the problem is, is that we can't dictate. Nobody can dictate what a college has as a mascot or as a description of themselves. Well, here's so, the thing. And, and college flags and stuff are allowed. No, 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 no. It says, 
displays from colleges or universities, not That's... of. This is of a college or university. From would be if they went to Hawaii and got a sign from there, brought it back, and then wore it. No, well, now see, now you're being literal. Yeah, she. well, that's what she's doing here. She's I know. been doing that the whole I know, time, and which that's is what good. I'm saying. And that's okay, but see, this is where my argument comes in, is why be literal? I mean, we can't look because at it Because that that's how it, they but, are. But, but they're not looking at it literally. They, don't look they look at it literally stuff. when it suits them. Well, when so they wrote the policy, literal. But, there is a literal. She's right. There right, is a little literal right. element here. But when when they want it to be. When it suits them. Right. That is the point. Okay, so that is the thing. So. Well, I like the shirt. I think it's a great shirt, and um, he looks very happy there. That's Chris Costa's school board member. Did we say he's on the school board? Um, yeah. yeah. That or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. He's, he's on the Harlem right. school board. So. so what so, I want to mention, yes, though, yes, if you look at the policy, it says down here, any social policy and or religious or political causes. Let me talk. Let me focus in on this po- uh, religious bit right here. Mm-hmm. I just want to say. You said Glaybach not... added that. You said she. Yes, Glaybach added, added that? that last minute. Last minute. Okay. It was like a last minute addition. It was very confusing, but it was added. But um, I'm just going to say this. Now, I'm not accusing anyone of ever- anything because I don't know. I only saw her wearing it at the school board meeting. And I'm sure at the school board meeting, she's acting as a member of the public. Right. But I really, really hope. I really hope that Janine Gogoleski was not wearing that cross around her neck like while, in, working while working. Now, I don't so know teachers if she can't is. wear crosses while they're... They can't wear crosses according to this policy. And according to the... an excellent job breaking down literally for us. And yeah. according to the way Glenn Gogoleski explains the policy... According to that, yeah. crosses not, not, not allowed. Not allowed if Which, you're a teacher. Again, is ridiculous because yeah. no matter how you feel about Mrs. Gogoleski, she should be able to wear a cross at school right. when she wants to teach. There's nothing wrong with wearing a cross at school. Right. When you're doing your or teacher, I don't well, she's no, she's a secretary, she's a secretary, I think. Yeah, right, like but it doesn't matter. What's wrong with that's, that? That's well, okay. If you look at it, if you look at it and you really break down now, what is the issue? If they say all these other things down here, it takes the focus away from rainbow flags. Right. And that's really, that's really what, that's really what this is about. It's all, this is my final statement I'm going to say about this. Okay. So is that okay? That's good. Because we're going to, we're going to, we got to wrap up and move into some other things, but that is what this is about. It is a distraction. Okay, and that's really important for people to understand. This clean slate is and has been targeting LGBTQ students with these policies, and it's not you, y'all. It's not about education here. It's about scoring points, scoring points on the backs of of students <laughs> and teachers, which is not how you build trust in a school district. It's not about political gamesmanship. A school is a community. I have said it time and time again through the, today. I feel like a broken record. There needs to be trust between everybody. There mm-hmm. needs to be um, a belief in each other and that how, and an understanding of how 
all your roles work together to produce well-adjusted children in society who can go on and do great things for future generations. Right. Like that is really the whole point of school. Not as some not as some football field where people score points off each other off the backs of kids. It's that's not what this is about. And in the end, everybody loses. Everybody loses with a policy like this. Certainly teachers and students do. It's not about education. It's about them. It's about them. And I really hope we get to do more discussion about this. We are going to be doing some more discussion about this moving forward. We're going to do a whole episode devoted to um, to some school board members that have been not just in Heartland and Fowlerville, but uh, we have a guest coming on. I'm, I'm not going to say who no, it is right now. No. There'll be a promo of it in the future, but we have our guest book where we are going to be talking about some of the, who I call bad actors in this community who are school board members and who do not have the best interest of kids at heart. But um, we, so we will be talking about that in October. In the meantime, I want to let you know, you can, there's, there's going to be a TikTok um, video on our TikTok. Our TikTok is, oh boy, let me see if I can find it here. Our TikTok is at the stir pod. So if you go to TikTok at the stir pod, all one word, Follow our TikTok. You can get a TikTok footage of the meeting footage that we just posted here today. Um, when the, when that'll be available when this episode airs on, let's see, we're airing this the on 17th. the seventeenth. Yeah. Because tell us, Jace, why why was it so important we get this episode out early? Because Heartland has their school board meeting on the eighteenth. On September eighteenth. Yeah. September eighteenth at six thirty. You need to. Yeah, so Heartland, Heartland parents, if you're listening to this podcast, if what you have seen today, you maybe didn't know about it before, but now you do, and it upsets you, and you want to speak out, either right. you know, be be aware that the uh, Heartland or the Heartland School Board meeting Monday nine eighteen at six thirty p.m. And Ella, where is that? Where is that school board meeting? It now? is at the old high school. The old Heartland High School. Yes. Okay. Do you know what street that's on? It's on M fifty nine. On M fifty nine. So you can tune into those as well. If you don't want to go to the meeting, you could still watch it on Zoom. There will be, uh, they, they do their meetings on Zoom. Just go to the Heartland Consolidated Schools website and learn more about that. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Oh boy. Wow. Was that a topic? <laughs> we are, we are moving right along. Wow. <laughs> we are hitting you all with information today. <laughs> Are so, we ready for good vibes yet? I don't. I'm ready for good I vibes. don't. You have a rant. Folks. I have a rant. Okay. Oh, there, no. there, these people watch are like, has this woman not ranted? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no. you should save no. that rant. I, I, already hot. Like, I got notes here and I am like, I need a fan. I need a fan. I'm giving myself know. a fan. You, I need a stir pod fan. You ranted earlier too. I know. I did rant, but. Listen, I got one other thing, one other thing to get off my chest, and this is completely, completely unrelated to school boards right now. Yes. But I want to talk about this, okay? So I'm scrolling Facebook, and I see this post from State Representative Bob Bazat, where he calls, look, he calls paid family leave. There's, so let me back up here. Gretchen Whitmer announced last week in a letter, she does this letter, she does it regularly, where she talks about um, policies that she would like to introduce, you know, in the future. Not, not that she necessarily has the details on the policy, but it's like, this is her intent 
to introduce something on these various topics. And one of them was paid family leave. This was merely an announcement of her intent. So whatever, so, so at this time, that, that's all that exists, okay? Well, Michigan GOP in the, in, uh, in the state legislature, the MIGOP, they like lost their minds over this, okay? So there was this whole story that ran it. It's a great story on themessenger.com. You can Google this article and learn all about it. I'm, I'm very happy that Bob shared this story on the messenger because it gives a great rundown of what he actually said. But um, basically what infuriated me so much about what he's saying here and this mirrors the talking points that you can read about in this article and I'll, I'll you know what I'll post a link to the article on our Facebook too so you can see it but he calls paid family leave a summer break for adults now I don't know the the policy that that Gretchen Whitmer wants to introduce we don't know much about how it's going to be funded or anything like that, but we know that it's it's targeted toward families who have sick people who have sick family members who need to take personal time to take care of them. Right. And it also applies to um, mothers, like new mothers or fathers who have a baby, a new baby in the house, a newborn, and they need to take time for maternity leave or paternity leave. Because believe it or not, maybe Bob Bazat doesn't know this. But not every job, not every job offers paid family leave, okay? Right. Right. Let me, I'll get it really quickly. So a long time ago, many years ago, I started out working for, Mich I worked for Michigan Medicine as a clerk, okay? I worked, I worked in Mott Hospital. And there was, a, I, there was a clerk that worked on a unit adjacent to mine. It was um, the NICU clerk. Uh, like, peds ICU, like, not peds ICU, newborns, like NICU, tiny babies. Neonatal intensive care, and I go down. I go down to talk to this woman who I kind of, I, I just was kind of getting to know. She's a young girl, young girl, and she starts telling me she's a temp employee. Okay, she's a temp, she just started, so she did not have U of M benefits. She just starts. She just started working down there. She tells me, I'm not even kidding you. She had just had a baby two days earlier. Two, I will never forget this story. Jeez. Two days. She's sitting at the desk. You know, she's got her computer. And when I, and I, I said, what, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean you just had a baby two days ago? I said, why, why aren't you home with the baby? And she's just young. She's really young. And she says, well, I have to be here. I have to work. I have to get money. Like, I can't, I can't afford it. To stay home with my baby. I've got my family taking care of my baby. And this was, mind you folks, on the night shift. This is overnight. Yeah. So here's this young woman sitting there at this desk. Take, looking after other people's babies. When she's got her own baby at home. And she doesn't have paid leave. Because now if she, were, she was a permanent employee with U of M. She would have had paid leave. But because she was temping, she didn't have that. And a lot of clerks are hired in through the temp process. So she, she, and I think about, I thought about that woman when I was reading this story. I thought to myself, first of all, it's ridiculous to even go on and criticize this show or to criticize this policy because Gretchen Wimmer hasn't even announced how she's going to do it. So any critiques they're levying against her are for a plan that don't even exist yet. But people, they don't even realize the popularity of family leave. It is very popular. I, um, Ella, do you got your thing up where I can see that again? Sorry. 
So real quickly, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up quick. But if you can look here on the screen, uh, it says here data for progress poll in February, 79% of Americans support paid family and medical leave, including 72% of Republicans. 72% of Republicans support paid family leave. So. This is something that people have overwhelmingly said they want. So maybe maybe Republicans should just listen to what Gretchen Whitmer has to say first. I don't know. Maybe that's 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 my first point. Second point, family family leave is popular, and you know this is why the Michigan GOP like has become a clown show. They have no in touch popular policies of their own to offer, so it's all just media circus all the time, and people are tired about tired of it. And then. Lastly, where do where do people like Bob Bazat, who do not support a woman's right to choose, do not support a woman's right to make decisions about when she wants to start her own family, where do they get off not supporting paid family leave? So you're gonna tell women, let's get this right, let's let's break this down. You're gonna tell women that they have to have their child, they have to have their their to give birth, okay? They no choice. That's that's if Bob Bazat ran the world, that's how he that's how he would do. I don't know if he how he feels about rape or incest. I don't know what his but I know that he's against he's against a woman's right to choose about her own body. So you're gonna take that away. Overwhelmingly unpopular decision, by the way. People in Michigan overwhelmingly support choice. We know that because of the vote. We know that because people approved a constitutional amendment. And yet he doesn't think every mother should have the ability to stay home, raise her newborn without having to worry about losing her job or taking a pay cut and just be home with her child for a few weeks. And Bob, I just want to, I just want to, I want to ask moms. Uh, I'm not a mom. You're not a mom. You had children. Is that how you would characterize your first weeks? Like the first weeks of having a baby? Is it a paid vacation? Like is that well, a paid I didn't, vacation? I didn't. I didn't. I'm. I'm the. I'm the father of a parent of children, and I wished I would have had. Well, yeah, parental leave. Parental yeah, like leave it goes to. It goes. I had to work. One. I yeah. had to work still, and I worked at U of M during that time. Oh yeah. I didn't have it. You then. didn't. You had to go. I mean, this I, this paid leave could go to either mothers or well, fathers. Well, this is what I'm saying, but. Let me be the devil's advocate on this. Oh gosh. Because, oh god. And I'll be quick. <laughs> yeah. In the world that we're looking at, how they want it to be run today, women wouldn't be working. Mm. You've touched on something. They'd so maybe stay, that's the point. Stay, they'd stay at home. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want well, to keep I'm women just, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Is well, that what this is about, Bob? Well, and I'm not even <laughs> saying that's what they want, but. This is the climate. This is what the, yeah. the, they're saying. I mean, we could see well, this. It's unpopular, everything. and it's not what people want. And we know well, the then, polling then, tells us that. Okay, then the people have to vote. People then have the people to vote. Have we to need vote. somebody to run against Bob Bazat when his seat comes up, and I hope we find somebody. It is not even that. It is an insult. Vote. Just vote, vote in general. Well, vote for the right candidates. Don't just vote for the sake of voting, please. Don't do that because you're going to give me a coronary. But No, vote for whoever you want to. At least then you're going to engage in the political process. Yeah. It, well, true. But do not call family paid family leave. Yeah, that's not vacation. vacation. That is an insult, Bob. Is that shame on you, Bob? Also, you got to get that off my chest. Even if it was a paid vacation, I don't think that would be a bad thing. Oh, to have a vacation. Well, it's not what the policy is, though. It's to take yeah. care of your family. Right. And let me tell you, I took I took a lot of personal time to take care of my mother, who, who 
did chemo for two years, okay? Right. I had FMLA, but FMLA only gives you a certain amount of paid, right. of paid you have to that, use up, and done. that's it. Yeah. But So I took a lot of unpaid time to take care of my mother, and I don't regret any of that. Right. And I was in a position where I was able to do it because I was living at home. I was living with them while I was doing it, and my right. expenses were low. Right. But it is not, it is not no. a vacation by any means, what caregivers go through to take care of their families. Right. It's sometimes, and, and, and these families deserve respect. And Babazat, I hope you reach a point where you will give these family members the respect that they deserve and refer to this policy in terms that accurately reflect what it's about. That's off my chest. So right. that's that it. Woo. Okay. for today because of some last minute changes to the show last minute changes to the show but jason's gonna do our good vibes today because there was something i really wanted to talk to him about that just gave me such good feels when i found out about it so he's gonna do our good vibes today but if you have good vibes content to submit send it up to that email address again give us your name your first name your pronouns where you're from like what city or township a brief little email Explaining what it is you're sending us. We'll take kid pics. We'll take dog pics, cat pics, yes. hamster pics. Dogs. Oh, yeah. Anything fun <laughs> anything and, and, fun. and informative to give us to share with those or out there. Or adorable. I would love any adorable. I love yeah. all, any and all animal pics. So, except spiders. Do not send me a picture of a spider. <laughs> I mean, you can send it to me. <laughs> send it to Ella. <laughs> Unless it's that cute little spider with the... There's one cute the spider. Spiders. The jumping spider. I will take a jumping spider pick, but none other. Right. So anyway, all right, Jay. So I'm gonna give you the floor. Talk to us about what your good vibes moment was for you. Oh my gosh! I, you know, something came up that I just found out about, and I have to share that too. Tell us. Oh. Well, y'all know I'm a school bus driver. Yes. And I love the kids. I love all of them. I I drive, you know, kindergarten through twelfth grade. But mostly my little ones. My little ones are so funny. They, you know, of course, little kids just say whatever. Yeah. Well, the picture that's up on the screen now. Oh. Yes. It is. Let's it's, see it. I can't do this for you? Yes. A second grade student of mine uh, that I drive, uh, she came on the bus. And she's like, Mr. Jace, we were in art class today. And she says, I drew this for you. Aww. And she's and I looked at it and I says, for me, really? And she said, oh, yes, Mr. Jace, yes, Mr. Jace. And I said, well, I'm putting it right here. And I have like little clips, you know, on, yeah. on Velcro. And I stuck the clip and I stuck it in the clip so that, you know, I had it hanging down yeah. so that it's on my bus because I feel it's important. She took the time to draw that for me. I feel it's the right thing to do to show her how much I appreciate it. And That's keep gratitude. It yeah. And she, it I, probably made you feel so good. Oh, it did. I would have been it, crying. Well, the first day of school, you know, sometimes the kids don't find out who's who's driving. Yeah. Until later. 
Well, first day of school comes, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but the girl got on the bus. Now, I've been driving this same route for, this is my third year. Third year. Okay. Girl comes on the bus, and she makes these bracelets. Aww. I don't know if it... I feel like there's everyone, every every girl went to school with the well, girl who makes bracelets. She comes on the bus, <laughs> and she says, I'm so glad you're my bus driver, Mr. Jace. And I found out, because it, it, it was a subdivision, so they when they found out... When they found out... Oh, Elle's going to show it. She brought that on the first day. The first day she brought that on and said, I made this for you. And I said, well, then guess what? I'm wearing it. What a sweetheart. And then the one that I wanted to share, which this made me cry. I have a family that I drive. And um, thank you, Ella. Um, First day of school, the kids write... Like, what are they most happy about on yeah. their first day? Mm-hmm. And the mom shared it with me. And this boy wrote, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll cry. You've got, we got I, the I know, next. I Bring know. It out. He said, what made me happy on my first day is I got to see Mr. Jace. You know, people don't understand how that makes someone feel Especially a bus driver, because I can't, I'm not always, you know, I'm, I've, I've got to be tough. Yeah. yeah. So I do give them some toughness, but I give them love. And that was important. And I, I had to share that because I just found out and I was like. Yeah, it, made your, it like hit you right in the feels. Oh, the feels, man, the feels. Yeah, and um, I, I just want them to know, if, if you guys watch this, you know I love you guys. I love all Aww. of the kids, and I love all the families that I drive for. And y'all hit the jackpot with bus drivers, okay? Like, if you're on Jace's route, kids, you hit the jackpot. Yes. So. Well, I love it. Thank I you, Jace. No, thank you. Thank you thank for you. sharing that. Well, everyone, it's been another great episode. We yeah. covered a lot. But we do, like we said, real talk here. We are all about real talk, and we're going to give it to you in different ways. Right. Jace is going to bring you something from an educational aspect. Ella's more technical-minded, so she's going to be looking, like, at policies and breaking down the nuts and bolts of what it says. And me, I'm just going to, like, sometimes I'm just going to... Let it fly. (laughs) That's my vibe. That's my vibe. So, anyway, great, great, great episode, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into The Stir. Tune in again next month. We'll have more information about when our next episode is coming on. Follow us on TikTok at the Stir Pod. Follow us on Facebook. Oh, we yeah. gotta get our we gotta get our socials up here for the next episode. Everywhere. We'll have that for you. We'll have that for or you. Or if you wanna if you wanna know where we're at, send it to the email. Yeah, yeah. And then um, also there's going up. Oh, there you go. And uh, we will also be doing this on audio as well, just so you know. So we have a. We have a Transistor FM contract with them, and so you'll be able to listen to the stir in the car on your way to work. We'll have all that information on our website, and we'll get that out to you. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great week. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.